Hello, Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> Hello, Jane. Isa. This is Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. Oh, this week, The Kissing Booth 2. There's no subtitle, right? It's literally just The Kissing Booth 2. They didn't go for anything clever. Too too fat. Wait, I can't. I don't. (laughs) Too kiss, too booth. (laughs) I can't do it. Um, I'm really dreading having to do this movie, but thankfully I did have a fun teen story for you today. Um, so I was talking to a friend of the pod, my friend Amanda, um, who is getting married soon um, to her lovely bride-to-be. And they're going through like food options at the venue. Or sorry, not for the wedding itself, but for the rehearsal dinner. So like a smaller dinner. And they were picking restaurants and stuff. And she was going through and she was like, huh, these things like don't sound like what we talked about or like why we like this restaurant. Like what's going on? And then her mom goes, Amanda, you are reading their teen party menu. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which I thought was great. And what so, is on it? Um, well, first I had to ask her. The starter, there's only two starters, and then there's like a million entrees you can select. So first it says, I'm going to read this thing. First it says, daytime party, 25 per teen, excluding tax. Evening party, 30 per teen, which I love. (laughs) I love the phrase per teen. (laughs) Includes the following beverages, soda, juice, milk. (laughs) Oh my God. For those milk, growing teen a big boys. old glass of milk <laughs> at your party. Uh, Five dollars additional per teen for Saturday evenings. <laughs> um, I thought this was interesting. The starters are either Mott sticks, which I agree with, Ooh. or pigs in a blanket. Do you associate mm-hmm. that with being a teen? I do, but also oh, no, I do. I do at, at teen parties. You might have those as an app. I actually had to ask Amanda what that was. I don't think I ever had that growing up. That's they, that's good. Do you, <laughs> good well, for you. Do you have the ones in your? Do you have them in your house? Like, can you buy a specific brand, like Totino's or something? Mm, or just somebody yes. make them? I'm sure that there's a pigs in the blanket sort of Trader Joe's type thing somewhere. Um, but you also can, you know, like a frozen bag of them. But you also can make them. Although, to be honest, I don't. I've never seen them before they were fully formed. Like, I've never seen the pig without the blanket or the blanket without the pig. pig, So I don't exactly know. Yeah, I've never seen the piglet. So I don't really know. I'm kind of just guessing. It's sort of. But it it is weird to me that those are the only two options. Anyway, and then entrees, there's like very normal things like a Caesar salad, a pen, a penne, a a burger, a penne, a burger, a, a roasted Sam. You know, it's just like normal food. It's like so. What's the difference between teen and adult? Is I guess it just the, the adult apps ones and the, were a and little the big fancier. glass of milk. I think it is like that. You can only pick three of the entrees, and then you can only pick between. Or no, sorry, there's no choice. You can just have pigs in a blanket and mod sticks. <laughs> Yummy for the teen party. What is your teen party when you when you think of a teen party? What food do you hope to eat for dinner? 
Doritos for dinner. Okay. <laughs> I ate a lot what do of you um, eat? <laughs> I was going to say I ate a lot of fried chicken in high school with my friends. Like that's something we just like would either get like I don't know, a KFC or Jollibee bucket and like share that or like somebody someone so depending on whose house we were, somebody would have made some fried chicken. But that to me is like a very tea and I would just eat I would just like eat four pieces or something. It was like wild. We would just all eat with our hands. I would say Italian food catering is what I think of because, mm. I mean, bat mitzvahs is sort of another story, although it kind of still applies, but maybe more of like the sweet 16 um, or even other bigger events where teens are at getting just like a hot, hot tray of mm. penne vodka or something like that yep. really is easy. That and was then, of on that course, menu. Pizza. Obviously, pizza was oh, everywhere. Yeah, you're right. Fried chicken and pizza, baby. Jane, are you a uh, soda, juice, or milk teen? <laughs> okay, I like didn't really drink any of those options. I drank Whoa. water, which is very boring. Um, my parents didn't really allow like soda in the house. Did you drink and... iced tea at all, or is that not very no? Okay, I don't. I don't <laughs> like iced tea, and um, now I am unfortunately someone who does love a fresh diet coke straight from the fountain with lots of ice. Mm, definitely a fountain coke. I was definitely a juice teen. I I drank a lot of like that shitty tracks. shitty juice <laughs> growing up. Shut up. <laughs> Um, but do you know what time it is? <laughs> what time is it? It's time for roll call. Roll call. Sorry, that was a shitty segue. Who do we have today, Jane? We have Jason from Denver. He was a meandering teen. He moved in the middle of 10th grade and just floated through groups the rest of high school, mostly with people going to a lot of shows and mm. people hanging out the, at the beach. He sounds cool. He sounds Wait, cooler the beach, than the beach. Me. Where? <laughs> um, probably not, not in, in Denver. Denver. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to the bleacher teens, Jason. Um, I think yeah, I think Tinisa would have been like this person is extremely cool. It is notable that he also moved in tenth grade, like I did, and there was there was actually another like kid who moved in tenth grade at the same time, and I thought we were gonna be friends. His name was his name was Anton, and he was South. African. <laughs> Save Africa. Um, and we spent like an orientation day together and then we never talked again. Oh, actually, that's Aww. that's wrong. I ate with him like one time at lunch and then we never spoke again. So maybe that would have happened with me and Jason. How about you? Well, I probably wouldn't have talked to Jason, to be honest, <laughs> because I was busy and didn't like I, I wasn't the kind of person who in 10th grade would be like, I need a new friend. I like I just didn't think that way. Also, I, I, what I do want to say, though, is that new kids are hot. You know how there's a new kid and you're <laughs> automatically like, hot because so I mean, speaking of this every, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like every. So yes. Very good point. Every school is different. But my school is like, you, you know, you've known these kids your whole life mo for the most part, at least since middle school. And so like if a new kid's there, like it feels horny and they just are more attractive, even if no offense it to Jason, I'm sure he was gorgeous, but like. They seem hotter than mm. they they than they are. So I would probably be like, "Ooh, he's cute," um, but never talk to and him. Then never obviously, speak to him. yeah, no. <laughs> All right, Isa, tell me, how do people get their names read on roll call? Great question, Jane. Subscribe to our brand new Patreon at patreon.com/slash/under-the-bleachers-pod. 
And if you're lucky, we will DM you on there to ask you what type of teen you were and talk about that. My mom um, recently subscribed to the pod. <gasps> um, are we going to have to <laughs> feature her? I don't know. She might get lucky. We do we do it <laughs> completely randomly. Totally randomly. We, we truly assign a number to everyone and then roll a dice. <laughs> and pick roll from a, a die. No, wait. Which one's plural? A die. Okay, thank you. Um, speaking, yeah. So this movie that that is great, Jason. That you point out that you were the hot tenth grader. Now that we've established that new kids are hot, um, because well, he didn't say that. Because I, I put that on him. <laughs> the teens in this movie also go to the beach and shit. They just like hang out. In fact, this would lead me to believe that kids in like Southern California just hang the fuck out. At the boardwalk, Truly. on the beach, wherevs, at the arcade for some fucking reason, all the time. Um, Jane, you unfortunately had already seen this movie, right? Yes. Um, I, I again watched this with Adrian. We actually watched this virtually <sighs> um, over, you know, due to the pandemic. And <laughs> uh, at, <laughs> at one point towards the end, we both were like, I'm looking at another screen. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's some foreshadowing. Was that right but when it came out? I think, I don't know. Because mm. the only thing I know is that they filmed number two and number three back to back. And Correct. we actually got some inside uh, scoop from our producer, Charlie. Remember that? He was like, he knew that there was a third one coming before I anyone truly, else because he's a big Hollywood guy. I truly didn't do not remember that. <laughs> he mentioned it at your house in Vermont. Okay, getting sidetracked. <laughs> All of this is to say they filmed number two and number three together. And so they were able to like push them out uh, quickly. Push them out like giant, ugly babies. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> this was filmed in 2019. Um, I think over the summer, once again, in South Africa, I can't do it. Me neither. <laughs> um, and it was released in July in 2020 and was the top streamed film in its opening weekend with the first Kissing Booth coming in as third that opening weekend. So a lot of people Oof. were rewatching the first one. Mm. <sighs> and then in its second opening week, sophomore weekend, oh, second week out. It um was second, the second top streamed film, and those two placements um made people describe it as one of the most popular movies ever on the platform. Netflix reported in October 2020. Who knows if this is fucking real? But Netflix in October 2020 said over 60 million households watched it, which ah uh, ah. Uh, I do so love that. I love the image of like families sitting yes, down together. Yes, yes I love <laughs> households. Kids, kids, come on. It's the kissing booth too. <laughs> Grab your um, big glass of milk. It's time for the movie. <laughs> or juice or soda. Um, same director. Uh, same principal cast with some exceptions. And same um, source material by uh, Beth Regals, the Wattpad author. Um, she actually, like, after writing the Kissing Booth series, went to Exeter and just majored in physics. <laughs> Good for her. She's like, all right, I, I, I'm going to do it all. 
She's like, I clearly don't have a talent for this. I just got very lucky. No, she. Well, if you go to her personal website, it's mostly about her as like an author and a blogger and not about her as a physicist. Physicist so, as a woman honestly, in STEM. Maybe she was just like, well, this is already my career. I'll just study whatever for fun, which like, cool. Wow. What a life. Do we want to? She's, just- she's writing the kissing booth to support her interest in physics. <laughs> Okay, we should jump in. <laughs> okay. Here we go, everyone. Well, Elle is in her senior year while her boyfriend Noah is off at Harvard. Marco is the new hottie <laughs> at school, and Elle accidentally talks about wanting to bite his butt over the loudspeaker. Noah invites Elle to visit him at Boston and also encourages her to apply to nearby schools, despite her promise to Lee that they go to Berkeley together. When Elle sees Noah's beautiful friend Chloe over video chat, she starts to feel insecure. Of course, Elle and Lee are back in the kissing booth game, and through a kick, quick DDR bet, they get Marco to be a kisser. Meanwhile, Elle and Lee enter a dance competition with a cash reward so she can pay for college, because despite all the evidence to the contrary, she is not disgustingly rich. Okay, I got really angry because... So this movie starts with an opening montage once again to mm-hmm. sort of fill us in on what has happened lately. And I got really depressed because she said she and Lee started a podcast and, quote, finally got a bunch of subscribers. And then the college admissions officer makes fun of her number of subscribers. I think I want to die, basically. (laughs) I wrote the same note. I didn't suggest that we should die, but I did say, should we quit? Should we stop doing this? (laughs) I definitely thought about it. We'll see. (laughs) This could Um, be our last episode, people. (laughs) Did you catch that? So um, in the opening montage, we are once again reminded that um, her dead mom was really good friends with young Molly Ringwald uh, Mm -hmm. when the moms are best friends. And there's a cute picture of teen Molly Ringwald that's just thrown in. I miss that. Okay, (laughs) I was okay. Full disclosure. I watched this entire movie at 1.5 speed. And I fully <laughs> skipped segments. I I actually considered not rewatching it, but I felt like it was my duty to rewatch I it truly, at least a little I bit. I really struggled, yeah. And you know, it's not even that long compared to like like five feet apart is longer. Still, I'll still like remember that. But these movie, the Kissing Booth series, like so much unnecessary bullshit happens. Dancing. And, like, so much shit happens that you feel overwhelmed. You feel like exhausted. <laughs> They also like they're not short. Like I recently watched both of the neighbors movies and I think both of the neighbors movies are like 90 minutes. Yeah. This movie is two hours and 20 minutes and at least 30 minutes are are just like dancing. Yeah. Okay. They still have Um, the weird like slapstick laughter. Actually, at some point I was like, it's almost like the actors are doing a bit (laughs) like they don't want to be acting in the movie. (laughs) No. Okay, this is sort of what I was trying to describe about Elle and Lee and their friendship. Like, it does feel like they're doing shtick. Like, that's what it feels like. Um, A few of the same issues of the first movie are are relevant here. For example, they made the they have these best friendship rules that kind of guide the the movie series, which is um, like what to do with your like be there for your best friend, like. You and your bestie have to pull the wishbone together or whatever. One of the rules is you have to go to the same college together. And it doesn't make sense because they made these rules at five years old. So what five-year-old is like, we have to keep going to the same school? Makes no sense 
at all. No. Um, another big issue I have that's uh, that's pretty apparent is that Noah, the character Noah, is a just a different character. In the first movie, he's oh, broody, he's violent, he is like struggling in school, and he fully became a Harvard bro. Like his leather jacket is gone. He looks hot. He sort of. So, like Nate. I oh. I actually aesthetic wise. <laughs> I actually thought he like wasn't broy enough. Um, mm. As somebody who like, ugh, as somebody who went to a school with like a lot of <laughs> waspy like broy guys, I was like the natural progression for this character who was an asshole and on the football team is to just like become a bro and like maybe join a frat or just at least be interested oh, yes. in that and just have like a bunch of goons that he hangs out with. And he, yeah, that was something I, like, sort of didn't understand that he, like, was hanging out with a bunch of different, um, just, like, I don't know, people who did not look like they were from Boston, IMO. Um, but I, I agree with you. He's not mean anymore. There's maybe, like, one moment where he gets angry and that's it. But he also has he his Arthur, own little... He, he does the Arthur fist. He has what? He's, like, squeezing his fist. <laughs> <laughs> he has one little um character arc that we can talk about later because it doesn't even come up at this point yet. Um we get the return of like some people we knew. Tuppen is there. He looks even bigger. Did you notice that, <laughs> that they replaced the middle OMG girl? Okay. I didn't really know, but I I what I I was like is one of these girls different? And I like but I didn't bother to look it up cuz honestly I was like it doesn't really matter. I looked, so at first I thought two the the two white girls were different and I got freaked out cuz I was like all do I truly same. just like not remember them? But one of them is legit different and she's in the third one as well. So now all three will stay the same until the third, but they just swap one out and, and you know, rightly assume that no one would notice. <laughs> Wait, do we know why? I would love the, for there to be, like, some drama. I with really the third hope it's because the other girl, girl was like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. She got any other job. Um, yeah. Um, okay, some clarifying questions that I had problems with. One is, I thought the end of the first movie was her saying that they're going to break up or, like, see if they'll find each way each other's way back to each other fuck i can't talk i i didn't understand they were gonna try to go long distance right yeah i i agree that the ending of the first one was like a little bit more ambiguous um and maybe sort of maybe like, it was let's stay in touch yeah um but at the beginning of this movie they very much are they're trying to make it work ella's trying to give him space but he's like i don't want like i don't want space like i want to make i want to do this i want to like be long distance and make this work mm. and so that's okay that's where they're at my other comprehension question is that i don't understand why everyone i thought the appeal of the kissing booth that everyone loved was just seeing everyone kiss each other and not having just like one guy be like the centerpiece because it's not Agreed. like everybody gets to kiss that one person. That would be terrible. <laughs> That's such a good point because the there is like a montage in both movies so far of like seemingly every person kissing every person. And that seems to be what's fun. But instead, they're just like, we want to be able to kiss the hot guy. Yeah. I think that just is a plot hole and it doesn't make sense and nothing makes sense. They're just um, excited, as you said, because there's a new hot guy. Um, Should we talk about him? Sure. Do you think he's hot? Marco? Okay, I think he looks like a tanned and, like, stretched out Jacob Elordi. Like, he looks, he looks so like... much like Jacob Elordi. <laughs> it is weird. It's so weird. Like, 
It is truly like they cut out his mask like in the Mission Impossible movies and just like some random Latinx guy is wearing Jacob Elordi's face. Oh my God. I actually like, I think he's hot. I don't think he's that photogenic on screen. Like when I looked at his Instagram, Hmm. I was like, you should be a model. Like I think he takes great stills. (laughs) He also looks, I feel like, I feel like he looks too old, first of all. Yeah, he looks older. The main character, Joey and Lee, are the only people in this movie who lo- who can passably look young. Totally, and I think that's why maybe he stands out because I'm like they almost were they almost got there in the first movie with like making people look realistic, but like he really what he do you doesn't. Mean? And- what do you mean they almost got there? Tuppen was there in the first movie too. I know, but I just mean okay. Here's my other example, Tuppen which is has Chloe. Gained, like 150 pounds. <laughs> Of muscle. Like, <laughs> Chloe and oh Marco. God, Chloe. Chloe looks... I think I wrote... She, she's... I'm going to spoil a joke, but I call her a PR bitch. Like, she just looks <laughs> like a girl who you know who, like, majored in communications and is, like, so excited to go into advertising or PR. And it's just, like, ready. She, that's her life. Yeah, also, hashtag she, life goal. also, I get that she's a hot British woman, but she walks into the scene and goes, Hello, boys. <laughs> it's crazy. Also, why she's always like wearing heels. I love it. It's it's confusing. Uh, Okay, and we also, of course, we have another plot that is based on a personal essay being too bland. Oh, yeah, I forgot. And to follow it up, we get the unrealistic college timeline. We have everything we We also have unrealistic college budget. Like, makes no sense the money thing is insane and he's like i don't think we can afford to pay for college sitting in one of the most gorgeous rustic farmhouse style living rooms i've ever seen in my life like it makes no sense i mean it is true that the uc schools are really great schools and they're they're generous financial aid wise like there's they're one of the best state school systems in the country and like you know like i just don't understand why her dad wasn't like you should just apply to a bunch of the ucs and like pick one like they're, yeah, you know that's what a lot of people do in California, but whatever. Also, um, also her her brother's like ten years younger than her. Like they have some time. I don't know. I I'm just like they can pay for her to go wherever the fuck she. Also, wants. did you catch that her dad goes and then for grad school? And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, her dad goes. Yeah, and then we'll go, we're gonna save for grad school. And I'm like, has that been talked about? Is she supposed no. to be like intellectual? <laughs> I feel like. So- I feel like they're, first of all, she does get into Harvard, spoiler, so I guess she's smart. But also, I feel like they're trying to give more reason why he wouldn't be like, sure, just go wherever. Like, we can be like, you know, you can take out student loans. Yeah. Like everyone else in the freaking country. Dude, you and I should write, like, the first teen film that just says, like, yeah, I'll take out a student loan. (laughs) Yeah. It would end after 20 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) What Um, do I, I got into Yale. What do I do? You take out a student take loan. Take out a terrible okay. loan. Um, okay. Now I'm she, sad forever. She also, so I didn't think it was funny when she basically accidentally leans on the loudspeaker thing and basically like does a stand-up set into the loudspeaker about the yes. guy's workout video. But I was sort of sad that Nate, my husband, is away right now. And I was sad he wasn't here to see this because he is always watching large men working out on YouTube for fitness reasons allegedly mm-hmm. <laughs> also because i love nate's butt and have talked about biting into it like an apple and he doesn't like that so but you haven't bit into it or any no. part of it no no okay um, no that's not on the menu did you for also you. notice that they she so jacob already sends her a ticket 
a plane ticket to Boston. And she goes, OMG, a ticket to Boston. And her dad's like, you're going to love it there. Okay, it's not questionable. It's not Disneyland. I know, especially like you're coming from California. Like, (laughs) no offense to Boston, but (laughs) sorry. Some of that stuff really, really made me laugh for for wrong reasons. Um, I have more thoughts about Marco, but I think they're more for later. So, okay, we can can move on. (laughs) Okay. Um, Lee's girlfriend, Rachel is getting annoyed with how often Elle is around. When Lee accidentally stands Rachel up, she asks him to Elle, to tell Elle Jesus to butt Christ. the fuck out, but he never does. Elle goes to Boston for college interviews and to visit Noah. She only gets more insecure after meeting gorgeous Chloe and finding an earring below Noah's bed. She freaks out a bit, but he says nothing happened. Lee fakes an ankle injury to get more time with Rachel and suggests that Elle dance with Marco instead. At first, Elle is annoyed, but after practicing with Go With The Flow Marco, she becomes horny for him. At a Halloween dance, <laughs> Elle almost kisses Marco, but stops when she hears the OMG girls gossiping somehow over the loud music. Rachel also freaks out at Elle <laughs> over a costume mix-up leading to distance between Elle and Lee. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever, I guess as a teen in high school or college, stalked another girl so- on social media because of a guy you liked? Almost definitely. I can't... <laughs> I can't recall, like, uh, you know what? I don't know if this really qualifies, but there were there were these hot twins in my high school. <gasps> um, but, like, not in a creepy way. They were, like, genuinely hot and also cool and smart and, <laughs> and artistic. Um, and, I, and I feel like all of the boys that were older all liked them. Like, all of the cool boys liked them. Mm. So I definitely looked at their Facebook and for years after just because they were so cool and hot yeah but did you stalk like a girl that they were dating as well to compare Uh, yourself to them oh i don't know because again didn't really date too much in high school did you do that um in college um when i was first like starting to hang out with nate I went back and both of us had done the classic, like, try to do long distance. It fails. Break up with high school partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went back and, like, looked at pictures of uh, his high school ex and just, like, kind of spiraled from there and, like, realized yeah. I was going, like, way back and was like, no, 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 I can't do this. But I, I remember, like, um, people uh, that I talked to about it being, like, okay, show me what she looks like. And I was like, LOL, all of us do this. <laughs> yeah, and it's also so unhelpful. Ugh, so what unhelpful. A weird, what a weird thing. You just like sit down and it's like there's bad energy coursing through your hands and you know you're going to do it. It's just like a weird form um, of My other question was, Jane, would you play DDR with me in public? <laughs> I would. Okay, cool. Why, would I, why wouldn't I? I don't know. Because <laughs> we're I in our like- late 20s. Well, we don't look it, honey. We oh, look mid twenties. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> um, but also, I feel like we would we would look good. Is that? Am I getting too? Com- am I getting too confident? It is sort of funny that Marco at first just plays DDR like a normal person and not like Ellen <laughs> and not like Ellen Lee, where they like actually dance with their body for some reason. But then, like. The, the movie like takes us back and is like no we should make up dance it's so stupid 
Um, back to Boston just for a second because okay. we see a Boston montage, and okay. I wanted to know if you felt it accurately reflected the city. And I even, uh, even further, would you call the kissing booth to a love letter to Boston? <laughs> uh, to the second question, no. To the okay. first question, also no. Well, no. The first question, um, it is a very good snapshot of like a lot of touristy parts of Boston. None right. of which are near Harvard. There's like maybe two frames that they're at Harvard. Like they're all like near the water, um, like the Faneuil Hall area and stuff like that. Also, it was not the Boston Airport. Which really took me out of it because I just immediately remembered what the Boston Airport terminal looks like. They did go to the fucking um, Black Rose, this like pretty famous Irish pub. And I remember the one time I tried to go in was St. Patty's Day, which was stupid. And they had like a $35 cover. Isn't that insane? Okay, that's. And people were standing in line to go in. They they did finally film. They did finally film like them at the Harvard tea stop, which I thought was finally. They should have just like walked around Cambridge. It's very pretty there. Um, But they did have to do tourism, Boston stuff. Do you think like they got paid by the city of Boston? Interesting. I don't know. Maybe they were just like put up there because I guess they had to come over from not wait news south africa i was gonna say new zealand south africa okay she uh, also this is where chloe definitely looks like someone who works in marketing or like maybe a corporate lawyer yeah legal type person um and again like the type of person noah flynn would be hanging out with would not be like people arguing about politics at the bar like no. so he when he's gonna introduce her he goes like uh they're kind of intense and i thought he, they were just gonna be really fratty um and I just, I cannot believe that, like, that person would hang out with, I don't know, like, anno- no, equally annoying, is, but in a different way. Like, all unbelievable. I do believe that Chloe would have no female friends. Um, mm, but interesting. Did you think it was weird? Okay, here's the thing. I get that this movie is supposed to be kind of like a gotcha, like, like feminism, because Chloe's not fucking Noah, but... I do think it's weird that he greets her and calls her beautiful. Like I, I do think that. Oh, I totally like, missed that. When was that? It was um, the first time they meet. So when she like walks into the the pub or the wherever there the bar, and he like he gives her a big hug and he's like, "You look beautiful." Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I like. I don't know. It's I like what it if Walter be... hugged you and was like, <laughs> "You look beautiful." Like I would call you beautiful, but I feel like Walter would I be like, think... "Yeah." I I think it would be like more realistic to just be like, yeah, she's attractive, and like maybe I would be attracted to her and like do something if I were single, but I'm not, and like that's what commitment is about. But whatever. My question to you is, um, there is a great awful line in this movie where, uh, Joy King is really excited to have sex again after they've been long distance, and she goes, "I'm gonna treat you like my own personal jungle gym." <laughs> Oh, I screenshotted that. <laughs> and I would like you to replace the word jungle gym into it to make it a sentence you would you would say in this situation. <laughs> I'm going to treat you like my own personal <laughs> gardening section of Home Depot. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> What's yours? Uh I don't know. Maybe a uh, movie movie theater popcorn machine. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Okay, I need to clarify that <laughs> Noah Flynn calls Chloe beautiful to her face. 
oh, in yeah, yeah, front yeah. of L. Yeah. Okay. That's I just want to. I, I just want to. Okay. I just want to be no, very no, clear. I agree. I agree with you. Um, okay. I do think oh. like I do think it's supposed to be a gotcha, but it doesn't really work because it's not vague enough. <laughs> Another, um, uh, there's yeah. another loudspeaker situation. I don't even think I mentioned this in the thing, but Lee, like, Lee apologizes to Rachel over oh, yeah, the loudspeaker. Oh, yeah, that's because there's too many, there's far too many things that happen. Yes, Can't, true. Yeah. And it's also like, they they clearly need someone to secure the loudspeaker. There needs to be a guard <laughs> or like maybe a dog <laughs> nearby to prevent children from getting to the loudspeaker. Yeah, I just didn't really care. I didn't really like Rachel as much in this movie because they just make no, her really she whiny. she sucks. She sucks. Yeah. I did feel bad for She's her pretty. about the costume mix-up where she had to dress up like a marshmallow. But That's I also, so ridiculous. I, I also didn't understand it because she showed up in like a limo. It like, doesn't make any sense. Who drove her Also, <laughs> I got to say, if you're trying to make me believe that Elle cannot afford Harvard, you can't have her be in a ridiculously cool ghost Ghostbusters Halloween costume. <gasps> I had a friend Only who... rich I actually, people can have good Halloween costumes. I had a friend who um, their whole friend group did like Lady Ghostbusters. Um, it was fun. And they made their costumes. I mean, they still spent a fair amount of money, I think. Right. But exactly. They, they looked awesome. That's cool. Um, I've never seen Ghostbusters. Well, I must have seen the original, but I don't remember it. I have yeah, not we seen really Lady young. Ghostbusters. This is this is the part of the movie where I was getting really mad. I became like really sick of the like thing that does not exist, which is a DDR dance competition where you're competing with actual dancing. Can any West Coast listeners like weigh in and tell me like why the fuck this is in this movie? Like, do people still like Dance Dance Revolution? Are there really like are there truly Dance Dance Revolution contests where you're not only playing the game, but you're also actually ballroom dancing? Like, what is this fake thing that doesn't exist? Yeah, I, is it I fake? I got really mad. I want to know, too, I'm really but mad I'm not going to look it up. So when tell they're, us. When they're like, they, there's just so many parts of the movie where when they don't know what to do with the character, suddenly we're back at the arcade, like, either, like, failing with Lee or, like, Marco and Elle are, like, starting to get close to each other. I did like Lee's um, maroon high top converse. Oh, yeah, I agree I'll, with that. I'll give him that. Um, I do. Another thing that I glossed over is this gay subplot. We got a gay, yeah, subplot, we have a gay subplot, folks, between <laughs> between characters you love and know, Ollie and Miles. Have you heard of them? Um, I don't know. They're just like these two guys and, and one, one guy's looking at the other and I was like, it's none of my business, but like, what's going on there? And he's I like, actually, yeah. nothing. I did like that one scene that you're talking about at the beach because it is funny that like the only one of the you know like one of the only parts of this movie that I was like, oh, that's kind of funny is like, yeah, Ollie <laughs> has a crush on this guy Miles, but he's like a very awkward person who like falls down a lot, and like Ollie can't figure out why he's attracted to him or whether he is gay. <laughs> Um, and that was like that was maybe one of the only things that seemed realistic to me like sometimes you're attracted to someone and you're like this shouldn't be like <laughs> and it is more interesting than just like really hot people falling for each other over and over so like I'll give the movie that that that's one scene of him talking to Elle and being like I don't even know like what the why like why this guy like that was the one scene I was like I'm okay with this <laughs> But the ending of it is stupid. It's all stupid. It's just it's dumb. Stupid. For the record, I actually think Marco is a very reasonable, nice person. Marco and like Ollie and like 
the other people who are not principal characters seem like nice and like normal. Margaret doesn't even seem that attracted to Elle. He just seems I chill. know. He seems pretty chill. Weirdly, he's in the band, right? Okay, I wrote that note. So he's playing at the Halloween dance band, but he's also playing. He's like busking earlier. Oh right, in right. The he's town. playing. I'm like, okay, what? he's playing fucking Jason Mraz, but he sings it right. But he sings it in Spanish. I'm like, what? What? He is Jason Mraz. Didn't he vibes. just move there? <laughs> yeah, he definitely looks like someone who would wear a fedora. I was like, wait, didn't yes. this kid move here? Like, how does he know these people? How is he let into the band? And also, he leaves me. the band to go dance with Elle. And yeah, then after me. she, after she's kind of like, uh, she, she's going to kiss him, but backs off. He's like, I better go back to the band. Like, <laughs> like she didn't, she didn't kiss me. So I probably go, should go back to my fucking paid gig. Maybe he is paid. Maybe they're going to reveal like, he's actually also like needing a scholarship. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe he's like 35 uh. and he just, he, I mean, He's been in school, but we have no proof he's a student. Okay, the other thing I was going to say is that there's also another scene where in the arcade where they're sharing food disgustingly. Like I wrote this too! <laughs> okay, the first time around I was like, in the first movie I was like, fine. Like, fine. But this time I was like, now they're trying to make it a thing. And I'm always like, I want my own food. I want to eat more. I don't want your gross germs all over it, especially in an arcade setting. Well, that answers my question, because I was going to say, what is your favorite fast food hamburger slash sandwich? And would you eat it if I were feeding it to you <laughs> disgustingly? I mean, like, I would, because I'm not going <laughs> to turn away food. But as for favorite, okay, here's the thing. I have limited fast food experience in my life um i like also truly just, couldn't yeah. i i don't i don't know because i didn't eat meat for a while now yeah. i do um what's you should answer because you're better at this what's your favorite um i don't think i have an interesting i i like shake shack some people would argue that's oh. not truly fast food because it's slightly different price point mm -hmm. but i think shake shack is my favorite like chain burger mm. um and i was gonna say they're also hard to like hold together. And I think In N Out burgers are too. And that's why they're always getting like disgusting shit all over their face. Ugh. And I actually think I would not want to eat it like with my friend feeding it to me. I would be too self conscious. It would like ruin the situation for me. Yeah, I understand. I'll <laughs> say um, if I had to eat something in that, that oh, setup, I would do a Crunchwrap Supreme from Taco Bell. Mm. But the only problem is when I'm eating Taco Bell, I like to like smother it in hot sauce. <laughs> Even just the mild, mild and hot, I think are my favorite. So I need so much of it that it would sort of defeat any kind of uh, portable, portable aspect just, mobility that you would gain from that yeah, Crunchwrap. I cannot believe that anybody, any teen feeds their friend like even if you're taking bites from the same burger which they do in the first movie they're like passing mm -hmm. it back and forth that is more realistic than feeding each other the burger but yeah if any listeners disagree with this please chime in should we move on <laughs> yeah okay it's competition day lee finds l's harvard application making him hulk out l and marco do a great job in the dance competition <laughs> but kiss at the end, not knowing that Noah is in the crowd, Elle goes to run after him, but she and Marco are declared the winners. There's a very uncomfortable Thanksgiving dinner with Noah, Chloe, Elle, Lee, and Rachel. This is when Rachel learns that Lee lied about speaking to Elle, and she breaks up with him. 
Elle also hands Chloe her earring in front of everyone. And Chloe doesn't defend herself, but later tells Noah that she crashed in his bed when he wasn't there. Elle apologizes to Rachel and tries to get her to forgive Lee, but she refuses. Elle brings Lee the turkey wishbone and they reconcile. I have to be honest. I don't, I, I, I don't know why they reconciled. Was it just the wishbone? <laughs> I missed I, it. I think they reconciled because um, she real or wait, <laughs> we don't, we don't wait. understand this movie. <laughs> wait. She goes there and oh, she, definitely says sorry. But. He's immediately mad about Harvard, right? I think that they reconciled only because Lee fucked her over by like making Rachel mad at her. Oh. So he was like, "Oh, I guess you can't be. I can't be mad at you because I like also fucked you over." Like they don't, they don't, they clearly don't talk about it at all. This this movie or this part of the movie also made me mad because there's just like a montage where all the people are just sort of like living through B roll and like. This movie and, like, I guess the book just, like, have no, like, economy of, like, how they use characters or scenes at all. Like, if you can't fit in all the relationships and, like, feelings and storylines without doing a dumb montage, you could, like, you should, like, step back and, like, figure out how to write it better. (laughs) But I don't know if you noticed, at one point, Noah is supposed to have fallen asleep reading East of Eden by John Steinbeck, a book that you and I both like a lot. Yeah, I did notice I that. I felt targeted. It felt like a demon was talking to me through the movie. <laughs> okay, um, I had a lot of issues in this section. First of all, Elle is a hypocrite. This whole movie is about her simultaneously being so insecure and so worried about Noah cheating on her while she actively cheats on him by kissing Marco. Yeah. To be clear, I was just saying the montage stuff because... Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going on by the time they're trying to move plot forward. But I do yeah. I do agree, like, some of that was supposed to make us illustrate that, or supposed to illustrate to us that Noah's hanging out with Chloe a lot and Elle is worried. Yeah. Uh, also, another point, question. I, I am like, why did they have to film them so much? Like, she doesn't another even question. see it. Anyway, go I ahead. Have. That's a good point. There is some like weird perspective issues of like the audience <laughs> knowing things that Elle doesn't. Like, yeah. they sort of just choose whatever they want. They, whatever. <laughs> um, I have a question, which is one again. I still don't get DDR. It seemed like there were a lot better dancers at the competition than them, oh, so yeah. I don't know why they won. Is yeah, she gonna split dumb. the money with Marco? I feel like we're owed Ooh. that. Um, I know that we're supposed to sort of be on Chloe's side again because of feminism, but I don't think it was smart for her to go to Thanksgiving. Like, if you heard, if you were like, okay, <laughs> my best guy friend's having issues with his girlfriend. There's some like insecurity situations like about me specifically. Well, you wouldn't go to one of the biggest holidays where it's like right am i like you probably no, shouldn't I go agree, yeah i also like she she eventually says like i was just there because he wanted us to be friends but like if that were mm. true they should have like hung out before thanksgiving itself and like it doesn't make and, sense and like warned her like <sighs> there should have been more talking also and maybe chloe like again Boston she doesn't did. know what thanksgiving is but <laughs> Um, she should learn. That's true, honey. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't think about that. I was like, why did she come back? And I just realized it's because she's a foreigner like me, and she didn't have a Thanksgiving <laughs> to go to. Speaking of the the Halloween, the Thanksgiving. Okay, the little brother. 
This little brother has oh, gone through it. He is traumatized. His Thanksgiving was ruined <laughs> by a scary British woman. He's going to become a xenophobe and <laughs> just be possibly a racist. Be a jerk. Yeah. That's maybe the first black person he's ever talked to. Why is Rachel having Thanksgiving with them too? Like why this is supposedly the Thanksgiving before they all go to college. Like you would not have Thanksgiving with your boyfriend's family. Maybe they're doing like multiple, you know how some people have to do multiple Thanksgivings? Oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I I don't I don't I would subscribe be the person this, strolling but... in being like, "Hello." I guess I am lucky in a sense. I've always sort of gotten, obviously I would do Thanksgiving with my family, but then I got to go to Adrian's party after, sort of Mm. like after dark. And I would go and just hang out with her and her her cousins and um, like eat all their desserts and stuff. And it's really fun. But some people sort of have to do multiple lunches or dinners depending on like their family. Yeah, because you can't um, hang out with, yeah, I my my New Year's Eve used to be like that in Manila, which would be like my parents would want to do the countdown like as a family, and then like people would go out after the countdown. Just Ooh. now, I can't even like stay up that late. But um, but it was nice because you kind of got the best of both worlds, and then you become an adult, and you're like, I have to pick which of this, which of these like you know milestones I want to spend with family versus friends, which is scary. It um, sucks. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand why the DDR premise is still there. It's also hosted by a professor, which doesn't make sense. Um, and I think the only other thing that I also noticed is that, like, they were <laughs> they were talking about the earring once again. Yes. And Chloe goes, oh, when you were out of town for a football game. And I blew up. I was like, he's still supposed to be playing football at Harvard? When is he practicing? Who are all these non-football friends? I don't know if you knew any athletes in college, but if you were on like the college and if you're in like a varsity team in college, you pretty much only have time to hang out with like people from your team. Like there's just no time. You can't do anything else. So I saw red for a while. And then I and then when I blacked in, I was she was explaining that she's like the only person immune to his charms. And then I was like, is she gay? Which could have been a good explanation, actually. Also, why (laughs) does she... a better explanation. But but it did lead me to question, like, okay, she's like, well, I'm the only one immune to your your charms. Like, what does that mean? Does that mean that he is flirting with other girls? Or he was just like, yeah, in high school, I, like, fucked a bunch. I think she just means, like, I don't care that you're so hot. (laughs) Okay. Um, um, which I don't believe. <laughs> yeah. Another Jane, were question. You... Oh, okay, you go. Would you sleep in a friend's bed without telling them? Oh, without telling them? Absolutely yeah. not. I have slept in I have slept in friends be- platonic friends' beds, including some of the opposite gender, but it was always because like if somebody needed a place to crash, someone would be like, Hey, like take my bed. You know, like it was yeah. like never a situation where you were where you just climbed into someone else's bed. How about you? I mean, definitely not now. I feel like in college freshman year, there was a lot of platonic bed swapping. Bed swapping. <laughs> yes, truly. Just from 
I don't even know. But yeah. I, but it wouldn't be a secret. It wouldn't be like, I didn't tell them. It was just, just like, tired. we were all so fucking drunk. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and you dude, would be, you would, we <laughs> were so fucking drunk. You would maybe be like together. <laughs> I do have a funny story about that, which Ooh. is that like, n- not related to me, but like these two people that I used to be close with in freshman year, like we were doing the like, platonic bed swapping as you described it (laughs) a lot and crashing at this one guy's place because um he had a few roommates that would go out of town and then also his like dorm was just closer to like frats and also just more central whereas like where i lived was kind of a farther walk away and when you're in college you're like fuck i don't want to walk 10 more minutes Mm -hmm. um so we would just crash at this person's place sometimes and then like um later on I started like I think I like kind of ran in and like was gonna crash at this person's place again but then I I realized like platonically a bunch of us were doing it but like him and this other girl were like napping together also and I was like "Ooh, are they just using this as like a as like to pretend that it's just platonic and then one day so I left and then one day I came back in and again planning to like see if he was there and they were napping and he had one arm around her and I was like this is no longer platonic (laughs) that's when I read the room and left (laughs) I'm glad that's all you saw it is yes thank god no they didn't even like truly hook up until later like they were still in denial at that point in time that's cute Um, the longing the lust yeah yeah where you're like oh no like I don't know if it meant anything um, my question to you was, were you a jealous teen? Yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, no, I feel like I developed jealous. Well, maybe oh, this is a hard question. Do you mean specifically jealousy in relationships? Yeah, but it could be like friend relationships, too. I feel like to be completely honest, I wasn't jealous in relationships until later in life unfortunately mm-hmm. what about you i would say the opposite i would say i was very jealous like growing up but also because like you know normal insecurity yeah um and like the whole like stalking someone else on social media um but you know i i think like that's that's fairly normal i do think like in college a lot of people are especially theater kids a lot of people are just like hugging each other a lot and like mm. I used to like get pissed off. There were just like girls that were very like um, huggy and like to some people's interpretation, very flirty with everyone, boys, girls, yeah. any gender. Um, boys, and, and- girls, I can't help it. <laughs> and yeah, and that used to like make me mad. And now I like look back and I'm like, I think all of us were just like horny. <laughs> horny. And I was like also horny, but for monogamy. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on? Yeah. At homecoming, Noah almost fights Marco, Arthur Fist, but Chloe talks him down. At the carnival, Lee and Rachel <laughs> kiss at the kissing booth and get back together. Again, I to be honest, I don't know how they reconciled. They just kissed and are back together. 
Ollie and Miles also have a gay kiss and everyone is thrilled. Marco talks to Elle and she admits to liking him but says she is in love with Noah. She heads to the airport, but Chloe says Noah went looking for her. They meet at the park where Noah explains he hadn't been doing well at Harvard and that Chloe is to him what Lee is to Elle. He is fine that she kissed another guy and they get back together. Six months later, it's graduation time. Lee has been accepted to Berkeley and Elle is waitlisted but then accepted to both Berkeley and Harvard, meaning mm. she will have to choose. Meanwhile, Marco is still committed to going after Elle. Uh, Can you explain why Rachel forgives Lee? That's another thing I that I... forgot that there was a kissing booth. <laughs> <laughs> I think that she forgives him because um, when when she realizes that he was just bad at communicating... And then they like look at each other longingly across the football field. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't even think he actually apologizes. I don't. She seems I, to I, process I it happens. with L, and seems to be L's only female friend, which is also complicated. Ugh. Because I would. I would be like, if I were her, I would have a hard time with just like. I think a lot of what she said is like valid. L just hangs out with them too much, and it was like specifically Lee's fault for not being like, hey, like, we need to hang out a little less. I'm so sorry. Like, that's just like the way it works when your friend is dating someone. There's only yeah. so many hours in the day. I guess her main flaw is that she wants to hang out with Lee. <laughs> like, also, do Rachel, people think he's hot now? Do people, are, are people supposed to think Lee is hot now? There's the scene at the beginning where he's like running on the beach and she's like, my friend got built. And like, he looks, he looks the fine. same. I think like, he looks the same, which is normal and fine. Yeah, you look fine. Okay. Uh, okay, few questions. Is Noah okay. not fighting with Marco supposed to be character growth? Yes. I also Great. believe that Marco instigates that fight. He was like deliberately trying to piss them off. I yeah, feel. Marco so, which seems, is, in that case, like, Marco, you suck. Like, what the fuck? It was a twist from literally any other part in the movie where Marco seems like very normal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and like chill. And he's like, it's fine. And then truly Noah. Truly fan fiction. Ugh. Truly fan fiction. Okay. I don't. What's your other Noah, question? <laughs> I, I don't believe Noah. I do not believe the character Noah at all. Um, other question. Would you forgive someone who accused you of cheating and then cheated on you? <laughs> Probably not. Also, um, I I will make it clear that like I agree with you that Noah is nothing like his character in the first movie. However, I think this movie... I I found him more attractive. I like found myself happy to see him on screen. He smiles is- more. Because he's happy to be around Chloe because... I think his hair is a bit more normal, too. There is normal hair. Also, like, he... The actor, of course, is no longer dating Joey King. So any scene where he's with Chloe, he's probably like, thank God. I'm not with my ex-girlfriend. Yeah, I definitely would not um, forgive that person. (laughs) Yeah, I think this is a crazy thing that happens, that she is so... Uh, so upset about him, and then does this, and like never takes a moment of like self reflection to be like, what am I feeling? Like, what am I doing? So I don't like her character. Another question for you. Okay. What do you wanna What do you wanna be in five years? Oh my god. <laughs> um, in five years, um, I think like hopefully figure out where I want to be living when I have a child. Ooh. Like that's something that I like don't know i legitimately yeah. don't know the answer to that question right now because i like where i live right now but that's not gonna be the same in five years yeah um how about you 
I think I'd also like to have an idea of where I'd like to live more permanently. Not yeah. not not permanently, but like maybe yeah, yeah. buy a maybe buy a house question mark, which is cuckoo to say, but it's on the mind. Um and obviously would love to be writing full time, but ha ha ha, that's a dream. Um, I will say her college essay, which she narrates at the end, is maybe two hundred words long. And I <laughs> I guess we're supposed to think we're supposed to we're supposed to believe that she finished it the week of graduation. I also hate that like it shows us that the beginning to her essay is so what do I want to be in five years? To be perfectly honest, <laughs> I have no idea. I truly I can't stand it. Like, do you think we're stupid? And also, are any 12-year-olds watching this thinking that's how you're supposed to write a college essay? Because that's horrific to me. <laughs> there is this important plot line or like through line of this movie of colleges. She goes to a college interview and the college interviewer is like, you're giving us answers that you think we want. But what we really want is you, which no. isn't that's not. That's not a thing that that's will be helpful thing, to and you. That's not why she got into Harvard. <laughs> yeah. What the? It's, oh, okay. So it's this movie gets college stuff completely wrong. Let's say that. It's sort of stupid. It is sort of nice that like the the ending message of her essay seems to be like, oh, actually, I should just like try to be nicer to my friends and family. <laughs> like, that's always that's good. Like, that's the conclusion. And if she learned that, then like that's good. But because she, she was kind of an asshole to everybody in this movie. Um, I did. I did laugh. OK, to backtrack a little bit, I did laugh when t- at two points in this ending part. First, when Chloe says, do you love her? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? And she's like, no. Do you love her? <laughs> like, I'm not oh going to talk about this, this in an airport. Um, that was such a second, funny line. The second time I laughed where was where she said, where are you? I'm at the airport. And he just replies in all caps, kissing booth. <laughs> <laughs> like a caveman. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think like if the message, hopefully that someone can take away from this movie is that she was being a little bitch the entire time. Like, that's innocent. I also sort of like the reveal that Jacob Elordi was sad in college and not doing well. Um, yeah. But not, you know, not in the context of Chloe, who seems like a fake character. But I do think, like, that is something that happens where someone's, like, popular or, like, loves mm. peaks in high school, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Hem, hem. And uh, I'm I'm side-eyeing uh, Charlie. <laughs> I'm calling out Charlie, <laughs> sadly. Um, and then, like, you know doesn't is kind of caught unawares by like trying to do well do as well in college um but it doesn't make sense that like chloe is like the person who introduces him to a bunch of people like and like then just hangs around with a bunch of dudes yeah i mean i do think the idea of struggling in college is something that's not explored in movies at all and it's so common and obviously this movie does not do a good job with it but they thought about thinking about it so there's that i mean like overall this movie is less offensive than the first one i would also say it's more boring like there's less blatant gross sexism and like the possessiveness is less severe and there's just there's just less parts that made me really really truly upset but i but i was also it's also just sort of not that fun to watch yeah not that the first one was fun should My we make question... predictions for the third movie? Oh, I have one more question. My question okay, was cool. like, do you think it's um 
Do you think like it's a little for him, like Jacob Elordi's character's complaint is like what you used to like see me as is like just this like guy who sleeps with everyone. And like, that's why I got so like defensive and mad. And like, I I don't think it's like bad for people to sleep with whoever they want as long as it's consensual. But like, I don't think that's fair of him. Like he was a womanizer who probably hurt a lot of girls before her. So like. Yeah, maybe she doesn't trust him as much as, like, she would trust a guy who hadn't been, like, everybody's hottest guy at the school, you know? Like, yeah, I don't I don't know. Again, this movie is a little bit, like, stupid about, like, being negative about sex. Like, yeah, he was sort of someone who is promiscuous. And that's that's not great, but it's not also, like, a, a devilish, like, womanizer, like, type. And, like, that's all he can be. I don't know. It's just, like, a weird right. part of the argument that they didn't need to talk about, and yet they did. Yeah, it's sort of like he changed his ways, I guess, instead of being like, no, I, I'm committing to you, period. There is, people can be both. People can decide to have a lot of sex and then commit. That is normal. The duality of man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The duality of Jacob Elordi. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You, What did you say? You want to make predictions? I wanted us to do it. Unfortunately, I did not think about this. So, <laughs> I mean, my, like, my prediction nice. is it's going to be boring and bad. But in terms of plot, she's going to... Wait, do you think it'll be the summer? Or do you think... And it'll end with her pick... Wait, oh, wait, she... Wait, she's going to have to pick... She should have already had to choose where she's going she to college. She to choose, like, right now. Marco- she has to choose yesterday. Marco is still in it, I think. So, like, I think it'll be related to him. I wonder if, like, there will be something at all about Lee realizing that he loves Elle or if they'll Ooh. just keep it a platonic relationship throughout. Because um, he does have, like, some issues with, like, priorities um, between, like, girlfriend and friend. Um, also, just, where's uh, Rachel going to college? There's, like, absolutely no way this girl got even waitlisted to Harvard. I'm so sorry. Like, No I just, offense. So fucking, so fucking wrong. I think we <laughs> Why should can't any of these kids go to UC Santa Cruz? You love to be by the ocean on your motorbike. Yeah. You want to bring your motorbike to Boston. Or Let's each make one tangible prediction, just so it'll okay. be, f- if we're right or wrong. Um, okay. My prediction is that there'll be a lot of, like, moments where we spend time with, like, kind of side characters that you're supposed to know and love as like a goodbye to the series there'll be like mm. a knowing like sort of like um self-aware like that tuppen or something like that <laughs> we yeah right right oh my gosh okay i guess my prediction is that like my what i'm trying to figure out is like where the kissing booth will be because either oh, one God. they have to go back to high school which i which i i, I don't like but maybe they maybe they do for a homecoming or they bring the kissing booth to college. And then also and, the question of like, does she choose at the beginning of the movie? And then that leads to conflict. Oh, I guess. OK, they start a they start a mono outbreak. Maybe she takes a gap year oh. to put off choosing. OK, and I do think that she's going to end up with Jacob Elordi just because this is their their end their end game. But like maybe Marco will end up with. Tup in. They do sort of, oh, they do sort of um give you like a little more this this movie compared to the last one, they give you a little more emphasis on her not having a car. <laughs> not that I still think like she's at all not wealthy, but there are a few like tiny plot points where where she like 
she's like okay i'll find a different ride home or something yeah doesn't she have a bike or a motorbike <sighs> or something no she just runs around remember <laughs> oh fuck this i'm sweating okay, we've come to the end <laughs> <laughs> is this movie good or bad it's bad it's less bad than the first movie but but it but in a different way like it's less harmful but it's also just very boring I actually would say, like, for your same reasons, I would say this movie is worse because it doesn't mm-hmm. even have, to me, it's like, it doesn't even have, like, as much entertainment value, even though the first yeah. movie has, like, horrific things. Yeah. Um. Okay, did you like it? No, I didn't. And I'm <laughs> no, never and watching it again. It actually made me, like, realize that I liked the first movie ah! even a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Just because I was, like, I think I was just, like, very interested to see... Jacob Elordi and Joey King and all the people that look weird like Tuppen. Um, what type of teen is this movie for? Apparently a lot of them, because a lot of oh them are God. fucking Households. watching this. Households. How entire families Ugh. are gathering around the telly to watch this movie. I don't think this is for anyone. I would say like uh, if there are like any teens that are like having issues seeing their like issues with like their friends dating maybe Ooh. and like figuring out friendships because I do think like the very few like conversations that people have about their conflict like I actually think I think Ellen Noah even have like a very mature conversation about why they were so upset which is weird because like everything they do is so stupid that I'm like I don't believe that you're capable of having this conversation there are fewer yelling conversations there's a lot of it's screaming true. at each other in the first movie it's true. Um, also, don't be Chloe. <laughs> don't be that girl. Like, don't. I don't like I I think that I'm not one of those people who are like, I just don't know if like hot boys and girls can ever truly be. Pl- no, I think people can be platonic no matter what their gender. But like, don't be the person that like, you know, is butting into a relationship's time and like acting like you're completely allowed to do whatever. Same with L. Don't be L because she's also yeah, doing be it. Don't be Basically, cool. don't yeah, be anyone funny. in this movie. It is funny because they do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I also noticed that like the end of these movies have like fake bloopers. <laughs> oh, do you think they're fake? I didn't watch them this time around. I think I watched like a few of them, and some of them seem real, and then some of them seem fake. And then there was like a funny scene of like Jacob Elordi. Um, because there's a scene where he's like in the airport scrolling through pictures of him and L when he's sad, mm-hmm. and there was a funny scene of him just like hanging out doing that and like saying something in his normal voice and Ooh, not as an actor. Hot. And in that like five seconds, I was like, I'm attracted to him. <laughs> <laughs> I I I remember watching the bloopers initially because I specifically wanted to see if there was bloopers of him and Joey King and like what their dynamic was because from they what probably... I've read, it wasn't good. Oh, for this, because they were already broken up. What she, so from the research I've done, she's been like, I'm never dating an actor again. Like, (gasps) I've learned a lot. And then there was some drama because apparently he said that he's never seen the second movie. And she tweeted, What? He's capping, which I had to look up. And she was saying he's lying. Like, he has seen the movie. And then she deleted the tweet. Wait, why would he say that? I don't know. Um, but I do think he's attractive and I also have been like looking up who he's been dating and stuff and I think he might still be in a relationship with Kaya Gerber some model yeah yeah he still is yeah wait why would he say that that's like bad for I don't think he should be allowed to say that as an actor be like haha I didn't watch my shit movie yeah he's not I would say 
he is probably successful enough where he can get away with doing that, but like mm. he probably shouldn't considering how much fucking money. You I get do him. think he wants to be artsier than he is. If you look at his Instagram, I think that he could do a Robert Pattinson if he if he really wants to. <laughs> that would be really cool for him because, like you know, same with R. Pats, like who gritted his teeth throughout the whole Twilight franchise, like. I really like him. And, and of course, so Jacob Elordi wants attractive. to be Batman. 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 <laughs> yes, Mr. Yes. Batman. Um, he wants to be Batman. And so there were no like Batman like costumes or boxers or anything in this movie. So maybe I hope they bring that back for the third. <laughs> Jane, what are you watching these days? Elite. I really just want to talk to you about Elite, but I, I yeah, we're we going to have truly... to just do an episode on it. <laughs> Elite is I don't know so, how to do that. Se- I don't know how to do that series. It's so but... explicit. It's crazy explicit. The new it's people poor, again yeah. are so hot. The uh, the only other thing <laughs> worth noting is I I've mentioned the author Anthony Horowitz on this podcast before. He is sort of like a bestseller, which I am totally down with. Make your money, guy. Um, no, his politics are weird. Um, <laughs> sorry, he is a mystery dude. And I started watching Midsommar Murders, which he writes the screenplays for. They're based off books written by someone else, but they're just like essentially TV movies and they're just there's mysteries set in like a small English village. um, And they're super like, you know, you can like try and guess, guess the ending type satisfying. Uh, uh, Yeah. And um, yeah, into it. Why don't more people do that? Like, just get a genre author to do the screenplays for someone else. I don't know. And there are the tw- there author. are like twenty seasons, so I've watched wow. two episodes. So this might be what I'm watching forever. Hell yeah, yeah! You can tell us all about it. It's all like small town. It's all the it's same. It's the town. same. So I think it might be the same town, and it's sort of like everyone keeps getting you know it's knocked like broad off. Church. <laughs> It Sorry. there's a little broad church in there. <laughs> um, I've been watching Invincible. I finally got around to watching it after getting recommendations from a bunch of friends. It's um an animated series based on a graphic novel that's an Amazon web series with like a really amazing voice cast. It has Sandra Oh, J.K. Simmons, Stephen Yoon is the is the main character and he like does a really good job at sounding like a teen and not his character in Minari or any other movie. It's actually like kind of weird. He's he like doesn't sound like him. Um and a bunch of like other good like cameo voice voice people like Jason Manzuka is as like one of the other characters and stuff. Um really good like superhero. I know we're like all flooded with superhero content. Um good like edgy violent superhero content. And the teen stuff is pretty fun too. I actually like, I really really enjoyed it, and I'm I'm probably gonna go seek out the graphic novel and just like figure out what happens because it's just nice, nice uh, superhero sci-fi plot. Um, do you want to talk about our upcoming episode? It's gonna be about Dazed and Confused, which is another <laughs> movie I haven't seen. I haven't. Well, I've seen part of it. I've I've seen like part of it on the TV. On the TV. Like back when you couldn't really, yeah, back when I, you had to buy the DVD. So I've seen part of it and then like wasn't able to finish it because it was at someone else's house. But I'm really excited. Is this Matthew McConaughey? Yes. Okay. Um, Ben Affleck. Um, Ooh. 
I'm very, very excited, actually. It's, <gasps> Wait, I, lo- I love to see little baby actors. Should we say that Ben, ben Affleck and J-Lo are together? And that that's not teen news, but how are you feeling about it? I I'm I don't think that like I'm as big like a follower of the J Lo Ben Affleck couple originally, so I, I think mm. like, I'm a little too young for it, or just like Same. wasn't paying attention to them. But I did like J Lo when I was a kid, and so I'm happy for her. Also, I'm I happy just for like her too. feel some I feel some Boston solidarity, so I do like I do like Ben Affleck's like paparazzi photos. He knows exactly what he's doing, and it's great. Yeah, I mean, I, that's my, yeah, okay, we'll talk about this off pod. Somebody, somebody did say, like, you know, someone who's a little older than me was, like, for Zoomers or for young millennials, the equivalent would be, imagine if, like, decades from now, Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez got back together. Like, you would, I would also, love like, that. I would lose my mind. Out. And I was like, that's a very good analogy. <laughs> I would love. I love this shit. I eat it up. Uh, so we'll see. I'm not making any predictions. But yeah, <laughs> that was under the bleachers. Our podcast about teen content. We would love if you hit that subscribe button, whatever way you get your podcasts. Do not forget to rate and leave a review, and please share us with a friend. And with a teen, you can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail dot com, and find us on Twitter at at bleach bleacher teens. Also, subscribe to our Patreon to kick us some support, especially if you can't get enough and want some added perks at patreon.com slash under the bleachers pod. Okay, we will see you next time. Under Under the the bleachers. bleachers. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Oh my god, my my butt hurts.